morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another Excelsior installment of Weekend Update. From very high above all the puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Not that long ago, the Wyoming Freedom Caucus asked Mark Gordon to remove Wyoming from any sort of entanglement with the American Library Association. They did so in letter form, pointing out the Library Association's support of numerous forms of pornography. Well, you know, they call it literature, but really what it is is pornography. Much of it is in comic book form, but yet still pornography. Now, a lot of this debate kind of boils down to what you consider pornography to be. I suppose if you were to ask Ron Jeremy, his definition of pornographic would be far different than yours or mine. In fact, he may not even have a definition of pornography, as he probably considers it art. But old Webster's defines pornography as prostitute. I didn't know that one. Originally a description of prostitutes and their trade. Hence, any writings, pictures, etc. intended to arouse sexual desire. And then, of course, pornographic is having the nature of pornography. Or obscene. So, in other words anything intended to create sexual desire. It's also important that we recognize that the definition includes writings. It's not just pictures. See, a lot of these people are trying to say that some of the books that are contained in Wyoming's libraries are not pornographic as they don't actually have photographs in them. And if you just type in define pornography into Google, here's what you get. Quote, Printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. And I would give you the definition out of Webster's 1828, you know, the first edition of the first dictionary ever printed. And this should show you how far our culture has progressed. Well, progress really isn't the right word. Uh, But... Pornography does not exist as a word in Webster's original dictionary. However, the word lascivious is in there. It's really a shame that most people don't know how to use a dictionary. If you look hard enough, you're likely to find an exact description of what it is that you're trying to explain. In this case, pornographic books in school libraries. They are, according to Webster, lascivious. Quote, Irregular indulgence of animal desires, wantonness, lustfulness, tendency to excite lust and promote irregular indulgences. Aha! So that's what they are. Well, then the question then arises, well, do these books meet the definition? That is, are they intended to promote lustful indulgences? Take the book Gender Queer, for example. I mean, it gives you step-by-step instructions on how to seduce your little brother. So I guess from one perspective, it could be a how-to manual. Not all that much different than the manual I just bought for my 1980 Yamaha 650. Or I suppose we could look at the book that is currently creating a bunch of controversy. That one is called Haters. That one contains the F word on nearly every single page. 
not exactly quality dialogue, I'll grant you. But there again, maybe it's just representative of our current cultural crises. I'm sure that the American Library Association would just say that it is a book of our time. It's merely representative of the current state of our culture, and thus definitely deserves to be in the library. I don't know. Judging from what Claire McFarland of the Cow Pie wrote, it's a rambling colloquial tale of teen slang prose chocked full of graphic depictions of sex, drug, and alcohol use. Right up the alley of the American Library Association. But there again, it's really no different than any of the other books that Wyoming parents have gotten so fired up about. Just about every example that you could come up with, books that parents are pretty ticked off about, meet the definition that Webster told us about, that it has one purpose, to generate lascivious behavior. But evidently, Mark Gordon doesn't see that as a problem. But none of these things seem to be a problem for the director of the Wyoming State Library, Jamie Hall, whom Mark Gordon directed to write a not-so-sternly-worded letter to the executive director, an avowed Marxist, of the American Library Association, Tracy Hall. Now, if there's anything that would get somebody's attention and move them to direct action to reverse their current course... Now, if there's anything that would move a body to direct action and compel them to correct their current course, it is the following three sentences, and I quote, Wyoming is a state that values long-term relationships and understands that we may not always agree. We also understand that in order to effect change, we must sit at the table. As such, we call upon the ALA Executive Director to open a dialogue with the state of Wyoming through both the Western Council of State Libraries, of which I am the president, and the chief officers of the state library agencies. After that, I bet avowed Marxist Tracy Hall is standing at attention. Now, the last paragraph is also interesting, but also could be considered a middle finger to the Wyoming Freedom Caucus, but here it is. Regardless of the outcome of these discussions, the Wyoming State Library remains committed to supporting the Wyoming Library community through active participation in the Wyoming Library Association, which, by the way, the Wyoming Library Association is an offshoot of the American Library Association. Uh-huh, it's the same group. But I digress. This organization provides continuing education opportunities for library staff, builds future leaders through the wow, blah, blah, blah. In other words, Mark Gordon is completely okay with using your tax dollars to buy pornography and put in Wyoming schools so that your kids can read it. If that's not true, why did he have the director of the Wyoming State Library write such a bullcrap letter to the American Library Association? which is run by an avowed Marxist. And if you don't believe me on that one, go check out her Twitter feed. It's probably still up there. But anyway, I used to think that there were some things that we could agree on, that maybe it was not a good idea to show pornography to little children. But apparently that's out the window now. It seems like this is a good place to take a break for a brief profit timeout. Weekend Update is brought to you by Morton Buildings. 
If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or a giant warehouse or any other type of metal structure, then the two guys you need to talk to are Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. They're the experts in what they do, and they've been doing it longer than anybody else. So it doesn't really matter what type of metal structure you're thinking of. Just give Nick and Jesse a call, tell them what you've got in mind, and they'll handle all the details. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532. Ah, Saturday morning. And you know what I always dream about every Saturday? Hot wings from the Wing It Food Truck. They make the most incredible wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. Now, the way that you can figure out where this truck is going to be is go to their Facebook page, The Wing It Food Truck, and you can find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where those wings are going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. And now, back to my ranting and raving from the top of a soapbox. Again, Governor Gordon. In a bit of good news, Judge Nancy Frudenthal has rejected the claims made by the University of Wyoming concerning James Schmidt's lawsuit. He's the guy that had a sign in the University of Wyoming Student Union that said God created man and woman and Artemis Langford is a man. Artemis Langford, of course, is the UW student man who joined the UW sorority. Anyway, the university suspended Schmidt's tabling privileges in the student union for a year, claiming that he was harassing Artemis Langford. Judge Frudenthal left no doubt that what Schmidt was doing was absolutely free and protected speech. From the Cow Pie, in an article entitled Judge Block's UW Ban on Church Elder Who Called Out Transgender Student, and I quote, one reason Frudenthal enjoined the officials' actions was that the student union is a limited public forum where the government is not allowed to censor people based on their viewpoints. Quote, Viewpoint discrimination is heavily disfavored, regardless of forum, wrote Frudenthal, adding a quote from, an early, from earlier case law. Viewpoint discrimination is an egregious form of content discrimination. The government must abstain from regulating speech when the specific motivating ideology or the opinion or perspective of the speaker is the rationale for the restriction. Therefore, the university appears to be favoring one viewpoint over another. End quote. In what I consider the most poignant part of her order, Frudenthal says, and I quote, the debate revolves around the propriety of a particular biological male participating in an activity, joining a sorority, traditionally reserved for biological females. Schmidt does not misgender Langford to denigrate her, but to debate a public issue. Gender identity is a sensitive political topic and undoubtedly matter of profound value and concern to the public. Such speech occupies the highest rung of the hierarchy of First Amendment values and merits special protection. And just because I'm on a roll this morning, 
one more from the cow pie. And an article entitled, John Birch Society Says Wyoming Part of Conservative Resurgence. First, for the love of God, why can't they get their grammar straight? It's not like they're printing anything on paper. It doesn't cost them any more to insert an is into their title. Just to kind of summarize what was going on and to bypass all of Trotsky's drivel, Leah Southwell from the John Birch Society presented the state GOP with the results of their Freedom Index. It's another legislative scorecard which ranks the people that adhere most closely to constitutional principles. Because that's what the John Birch Society is all about. The Constitution. And just an editorial note, if you will, it always gives me an immense amount of pleasure when I get to talk about how wrong Gail Simmons is more than once in a given week. Cue the spooky music! From the cow pie, and I quote, The list of high scores was almost identical to top scores in other conservative ranking lists in Wyoming. Sheridan Republican Gail Simmons, founder of the Frontier Republicans, said she sees the commonality as highly suspicious and believes the John Birch Society was handed their results locally. I call BS, she says. Uh Uh-huh. Back to the article. Southwell said this consistency is what proves the index's validity. She also parrots some of the same catchphrases commonly used by these ranking sites and in modern Republican circles like Rhino. We help the voters answer whether they're real Republicans or Democrats running as Republicans to get elected, Southwell said. If you're voting with a party below 50% of the time, are you a real Republican? It's not what you say in your town halls, it's how you vote. And that, my friends, is the very problem that all of these redcoats, like founder of the Frontier Republicans Gail Simmons, have with all of these ratings websites. Because they show how these redcoats vote, not what they say when they're standing on a doorstep asking to get someone to vote for them and telling them that they're a conservative when very clearly they're not. Here's some more of what Gail Simmons said. Quote, Simmons believes conservative ranking websites in Wyoming and the Freedom Index cherry-pick what bills and votes they choose to include in their statistical analysis. At least on the congressional level, the John Birch Society analyzed 10 bills in the House and the Senate. End quote. And of course, Gail Simmons is a statistical genius. Well, the truth is, Gail, there's only one ratings website that uses only 10 bills in Wyoming. That's Wyo Rhino. And the reason you don't like that one is it measures how well somebody adheres to the Republican Party platform. The other two, Wyo Vote, looks at every single roll call vote. And tell me again if this is meets your statistical threshold, Gail. There was over 600 votes that Wyo Vote analyzed during the last legislative session. And evidence-based Wyoming, the only thing that that tracks is how often you vote with the Democrats or with the Republicans. And it analyzed every single roll call vote. Gail Simmons is a partisan hack that will do anything that she possibly can to protect all of her redcoats. It's not possible to come up with a list of all of the liberal causes that that lady has advocated for in committee meetings. It's just not possible because she's almost there in every single one of them. 
She can call herself a Republican if she wants to. But just because a kid says that he's a pony, that doesn't make it so. Well, anyway, my friends, that's enough of my soapbox for this morning. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns at Cowboy State Politics Central Command in Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.